Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. This is the Millennial Millionaire Podcast, and I am your host, Stephen Cohen. This podcast is focused on bringing some of the wisest minds from across the globe to discuss concepts, strategies, and ideals that will lead them to be top performers in their respective industries and their lives. This show is for the millennials and millennials at heart to transcend their mindset, their health, and their income to the next level. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Welcome to the show. What is good, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Super stoked for today's guest. Today, we have a good buddy of mine, local Las Vegas entrepreneur, Mr. Christian Beckerly. Christian was born in Las Vegas. He started his first business when he was 13 years old. Dude's an OG hustler and now currently is the founder as well as CEO of the largest customization and automotive shop in Las Vegas, Dipped Auto Works. You probably heard of him and uh, just a, a super cool guy, extremely humble and excited to have him on the show. Thanks for coming, man. Man, thank you for the introduction, bro. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Christian, I think you have a really unique story, man. Uh, we met probably like three, four, five years ago now through a mutual yeah. friend. You know, you wrapped my first car um, that I brought in. And when I met you, you were in a literally a garage. Yeah, a shed. Yeah, yeah. In a shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so to see your growth, man. And I mean, before the show, we were talking about revenue and how much you're going to do this year projectively. And I don't know too much about the automobile industry, but for sure, whenever I talk to someone about wraps and tint and custom exotic cars, Dipped Auto Works is 100% the first name that comes up. That's Tell awesome. us a little bit about the evolution, man, of, of your baby, Dipped Auto Works and the company and just the, the grind that it took in order to get it to where it is today. Yeah, for sure, bro. Um, I mean, it's definitely a long journey. I think every success story, uh, you know, has, you know, it's, it's, it's a background and it's not something that happens, you know, very fast. Uh, you know, there are those special cases for sure. Uh, but mine was definitely one of just uh, being dedicated and committed to, you know, a, a, a worthwhile idea for a while. Um, you know, I, I kind of always dabbled in different businesses. I, I was always very, um, uh, what's the right word for it? Like, like, I was always very hungry to do something on my own. Like, mm. I, I never really... Um, like conformed very well to stuff. Like I always liked to try and, you know, put my own spin off on it. Um, you know, even as a little kid and in school growing up, it was always about, you know, kind of where I could, uh, you know, meet a need and, and also, you know, do something that I enjoyed doing. Um, so, you know, I had several small hustles, but my first like real substantial one, um, you know, that kind of got, uh, you know, my foot in the door for the, uh, you know, entrepreneurial mindset that I needed for dipped, um, was, uh, I was selling shoes and clothes and, uh, I was kind of into like the urban culture, uh, you know, just pretty much anything that was, um, you know, hot at the time, uh, you know, kind of like more of that, uh, skate Nike SB type culture. And, um, I made a lot of great connections and got, you know, a lot of great insight on, on, you know, how to run a, a small scale business. And, um, it was great. I, I enjoyed doing that and then kind of, uh, slowly transitioned into, um, you know, a new passion, which was cars. I was always like, dude, at 16, I, I had the nicest to me, the nicest car you could possibly get. Um, and I had, you know, started to put my own spin on it and, and just, you know, kind of customized it. And really quickly, it was like, you know, a topic. You know, friends mm. at school, you know, wanted to know about it. And uh, it just kind of was like a, a signature for me, for sure. So cars were always, um, you know, really prominent for me. Um, and I just enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of, you know, everything that cars brought. It was a, it was kind of like a 
international language, man. It just, it spoke to everybody. Um, and, and really quickly, um, right after high school, I, I kind of started to dabble in, you know, auto customization stuff. Um, at the time, Plasti Dip was really cool. And so that was kind of where the name and, you know, the, 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 the roots of all of it started. Um, I was, you know, young and really didn't have uh, much to spend my time on. So pretty much um, I threw an ad in on Craigslist and uh, just kind of let it do its thing for a while, bro. I was a Craigslist hustler for a minute, man. Mm -hmm. I was driving around and doing mobile jobs and, you know, restoring people's headlights and dipping people's wheels and just, just goofy things that, um, you know, weren't really like big money makers, but you know, at 17, 18 years old, um, getting your name out there. Yeah, for sure. Being able to make, you know, a hundred, 200 bucks a day, it, you know, it lit me on fire for sure. And it kind of just, uh, showed me that, you know, I could carve out a path of my own and I didn't really have to, you know, go to school to, you know, figure it out and all the stuff that you always hear about, you know, growing up in the school system. Um, I, I love what you said there about not conforming and knowing from an early age that, mm -hmm. hey, I didn't know what I was going to do. Obviously, you fell in love with cars and that was your passion. Yeah. But you just knew that you wanted to do something different. You looked at society, you looked at the norm and realized, hey, the path that everyone else is on, this nine to five lifestyle wasn't something that right. you were okay with. Where do you think that comes from? Um, you know, uh, definitely a, a, a mixture of things. Um, you know, I was very blessed and lucky to have uh, both parents in a household. And my dad was, um, you know, a big driving force for that, for sure. He was a, uh, a self-employed businessman. Um, and seeing that as a, as a role model growing up, um, I always knew that there was an opportunity for something other than, you know, just hey, like you got to go to school, you got to get good grades and you got to go to college and, you know, get a degree and go work somewhere. Um, and that definitely got me, that definitely got my wheels turning uh, to, to realize that there was more that, you know, life had to offer. Um, it wasn't just, you know, cut and dry straight to the point. And then, um, you know, a, a bunch of other things too. Um, I was always surrounded by older people um, and and people that, you know, might've had their hands in on, on, uh, things that might have not necessarily been legal, but they were always young and, and you know, hungry and ambitious. Um, and so seeing kind of the mixture of having the, the good family and some friends that, you know, were, uh, you know, getting to money at a young age, it really, really encouraged me to kind of carve out uh, my, my, own, my own lane for sure. That's awesome, man. I feel like it's really important because I think a lot of people are lucky. Maybe they were exposed to someone who was into entrepreneurship or maybe they had a parent, a mentor, you know, someone around them. But for people that don't necessarily have those influences growing up and they're conditioned that, hey, school is the only way to be successful and working a job and working your way up corporate America is the only way to create success. I just feel like in the 21st century, that is just not the situation anymore. You know, there's so many people that can create, you know, massive income, massive wealth, massive opportunity from, you know, different opportunities out there that maybe our parents or our grandparents didn't have exposure to. But what I think that's super interesting about you, Christian, is you're one of my friends that didn't go the digital or the, the kind of non-traditional brick and mortar business route you know, Dipped Auto Works is a legitimate brick and border business that is extremely successful. When did you know that you were going to take this passion of yours and just out there hustling, maybe not exactly knowing the outcome and actually create that manifestation of what it is today? Yeah, um, uh, I love what you said. It's it's definitely, um, you know, something that's just been uh, 
very moving in my life. Like I never really, I never really planned on any of this stuff to happen or come together the way that it did. Um, I've just always been extremely hungry and ambitious. Like I don't have any other way to really put it that I just, I knew that no matter what I was putting my energy into, I was going to make it work. Um, and you know, there was no, there was no plan B. I never really thought about anything else. Those things didn't cross my mind. Um, you know, not in a overly confident way, but I just knew that, um, you know, as long as I stayed committed to whatever I was doing, that um, I would see the results that I was looking for. So um, I never really planned on on turning it into, you know, what it is today. Um, but, you know, it's a it's just a product of the energy and effort that I put into, uh, you know, being here today. It's really it's really not something that uh, that I thought about for a long time. I just kind of acted on on uh, on how I was feeling and what I wanted. It, it really just kind of it brought all of it out of me for sure. Mm. What challenges did you face, you know, going from, again, a hungry, ambitious entrepreneur with a dream to actually materializing a actual, you know, business with a bunch of employees, taxes, revenue, etc. Was that something that you had to adapt to? Or is that just something you figured out as you kind of went along? Uh, it's, a, it's a good mixture of both. Definitely. Um, you adapt to it just because uh, it's your surroundings and you're either going to or it's going to swallow you up and spit you out. Um, but you know, also it's a lot of those, uh, you know, characteristics and things that I had, um, that now that I'm older, I can recognize that I had as a child and I had growing up and it just kind of got to a point where I, I really, you know, I had to, I had to make it happen. If this is what I was going to do, then, then I didn't have another choice. I had to, you know, go down and sit at the County and file for a license and, you know, get the permits and, you know, deal with the, uh, the taxes and the payroll and all the employees and, you know, all the stuff that comes with it that, that you don't really think about when you start to think about, you know, the success and the growth of a business. Um, you know, it's not the fun stuff, but it's the stuff that you, you, you either end up doing or, you know, it does you. So yeah. Yeah, those are the only options you got. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Um, because I think the thing that stops so many people from going after what they want is fear the fear of the unknown. You know, I'm, I'm sure with yourself, you knew that you've always been really good at communicating. You know, you're ambitious. Like you said, you had some childhood gifts that were recognized that you thought could, you know, apply to business and, and be successful. But you probably didn't know how to do X, Y, and Z. Definitely not taxes. Definitely not licenses. Yeah. What was it that you think that didn't allow the fear of the unknown to stop you from pursuing what you want versus looking at so many people that say they want these big dreams, these big goals, these big opportunities, yet when push comes to shove, they're not willing to do what it takes in order to get there? Man, the best thing I could say to that is that time is going to pass no matter what you do. Mm. So if you just sit back and, you know, watch other people do it, then, you know, that's, that's all that you're ever going to have. Um, and for me, it was like, I wanted uh, this lifestyle so bad and I want, you know, more for myself uh, so bad that the other alternative just was, you know, nothing like it just it wasn't like I, I gave myself a well, you know, like we could just, you know, not take the chances or not take the, you know, the risk like it. I didn't even see it like that. It was like, hey, like this is what you want to do. Here's what you have to go through to get there. You're either going to do it or you're either not going to do it, you know, and for me, um, you know, I just kept good forward momentum. Um, so I never really gave my chance to slow down or gave myself a chance to slow down and, you know, think too long about it. It was more so like, man, this is, this is happening. This is happening right now. Like you, you have to be, you know, reactionary. You got to be able to be prepared for, 
you know, your moment. Um, and, you know, if you're always practicing uh, being prepared, then, you know, when that moment arrives, like you'll, you, you'll know it and you'll know, you know, how to move correctly for sure. I love that, man. So fast forward, you know, you start getting a little bit momentum with Dipped. I don't even know if you had the name Dipped at the time, but you started to get some momentum. You know, you started getting your name out there. What was the really turning point um, in your business where it went from maybe like a hustle to a legitimate business that is doing massive revenue and you see the light at the end of the tunnel with this thing? Man, that's a really good question. Um, when it turned from a hustle to a profession, uh, I would say is when I started to realize that it was something that was bigger than just me, um, that it required having other people there to, you know, help facilitate the day to day stuff. Um, and that's when I really started to, to take it a little bit more serious um, and to just take, you know, life a little bit more serious as well um, in understanding that, you know, like, hey, like if this is what you want to do and, and this is, you know, what you're going to work towards, then you really, really got to be, um, you know, on your toes. And I would say that uh, it was probably around year three or four probably about year three when I really, really started to get some, some momentum where I needed, uh, you know, I needed another helping hand. I needed somebody to help me take it to the next level. Um, because it was bigger than just me for sure. Mm. What was that moment like for you? Cause I feel like with a lot of people, the reason that stops them from growing and scaling, whatever they're doing, whether it's, you know, a brick or mortar business like yourself, a drop sh shipping business, a sales organization, um, you know, a Turo, you know, automation company, whatever. It's their lack of ability to delegate and give up responsibility because they feel like they can, you know, that person is always the best at what they do. Did you have challenges kind of allowing other people to take part in something that you spent so much time and energy trying to create? Or was it more of a seamless process and you just understood that's what was needed in order to level yeah, up? Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm following what you're saying. And it's, it was, it was definitely a road full of, uh, of, of challenges, man. Tons of things that you, um, you can't expect. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that you, you really can't prepare yourself for. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a road that's less traveled for sure. You know, there's, you know, accepting the challenge, uh, before even getting into it, that there's going to be situations that are, strictly sent here to tear you down um and to you know put you back at square one um but you know that that path that's less travel usually uh you know leads you to lead you to a better outcome and uh you know knowing that you're you're gonna go into to war every day is kind of how uh, i mentally prepare myself i know that you know no day is is really ever easy um and just just trying to you know keep myself grounded um is most important, man. Like I, I definitely take the time to, you know, uh, acknowledge, uh, you know, my accomplishments, um, and to really, really step back and look at the big picture. Cause sometimes when you're stuck in the, you know, the day to day grind, it's really easy to overlook some of the things that you've already overcome. Mm. Um, you know, and some of the big milestones that, that you get over that in the moment you don't even realize like how big they are, you know, but when you stop motion, um, you know, it, it's a lot easier or it's a lot harder to get back going. So it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, like a year in review type thing. You got to step back and just see, you know, yeah, it was, it was full of these trials and tribulations, but here was the end goal. You know, I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I didn't, you know, fold on myself. I didn't, 
you know, let people down and I didn't, uh, you know, quit when things got hard, you know, and that, that really, that really does something for you for sure. Totally, man. I couldn't agree more. I feel like people, you know, they forget all the badass things that they accomplished in their life. And, you know, I think it's really important. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, don't think of the past, right? Look at the, you know, the forward window, not necessarily the back, back mirror, but I think it's so important to take retrospection and reflection and to your point, stay grounded, especially as a business owner with a high stress environment, dealing with a lot of employees. Like if you don't bring your best into the shop every single day, then your employees, your customers, the people counting on you are going to feel it, you know, it's going to reflect. And the only way that you're able to do that is making sure that you're tending to yourself because if your cup's not full, there's no way that you can fill anyone else's cup. And I think it's really important, like you said, to take self-reflection over all the accomplishments that you have you know I feel like everyone in life does big things everything in perspective to someone could be a big thing right getting an A on a test could be a really big thing to someone or starting a multi-million dollar thing could be you know a business could be a really big thing to someone so we all have this big track record of things that maybe in the moment we thought we couldn't do and then accomplished it that we can pull inspiration from and pull faith from in order to overcome the fear but you know, to your point, a lot of people get into challenging situations or they face adversity and whatever they're trying to do. And they almost forget about all of their accomplishments up until that point that they felt that similar feeling to. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I know uh, a real big, uh, just, you know, online mentor, somebody that I've always just kind of tuned in. Um, he says something that, that always kind of stuck with me, which was, you know, work harder on yourself than you do your job. Um, and when you can really, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, yeah, good old, good old Jim Rohn. And uh, when you can really, really spend time um, focusing on being the best version of yourself you could possibly be, it, it opens up a lot more doors for you. Um, you know, to kind of work in all the other areas of your life. You know, you you notice where you're lacking and uh, what you're not maybe putting your best foot forward on. Um, and, uh, you know, not that I'm a great advocate of that and I definitely still have a wasted time in my day, but, um, you know, I, I definitely try to be, um, you know, at at the very least, at least as good as I was the day before, you know, there's no, no regression. I never like to, uh, feel like I didn't do all that I could. Um, you know, so it's just, uh, it's important to, you know, make sure that you, you, you really get out there and you put, you know, you put on, uh, your big boy pants and you, you do the best job you can when you're out there for sure. I love what you said, man. And it's really interesting because a lot of the people in my network who I work with, who I've had on the show, you know, they're like direct sales guys, network marketing, you know, kind of like the digital space, kind of like we tapped on. So a lot of those guys are big into, you know, personal development, reading books, people like Tony Robbins, Mark Cuban, Robert Kiyosaki, people that you mentioned. Um, But to hear you, you know, drop some wisdom when it comes to like Jim Rohn and stuff is super inspirational because it just makes me realize how really anyone out there doing big things have this same type of mentality. They have the same type of mindset. They're consuming, you know, similar information when did you start learning about this stuff, about the mind and personal development and, and spirituality and really bringing your best foot forward to execute on the things that you need to? Yeah, I love that, bro. I get so excited um, for learning, bro. Like it's it's like it's, you know, selective learning. You know, there's obviously things that, you know, that that uh, spark your interest more than others. And uh, for me, it's always been, um, you know, alternative thinking. It's always been, you know, what can what can I learn from somebody that helped, you know, somebody else overcome big hurdles or, 
um, you know, just just life is full of seasons. Like, you know that, you know, things aren't always going to be good and you know that things aren't always going to be bad. And when you learn how to work through, uh, you know, the good times and the bad times, then you you're, you're able to uh, live a much more balanced life and, uh, you know, not let those hard times, you know, tear you apart. So, you know, I've I've always been um, a, a big fan of that. I mean, for at least my conscious adult years, um, I would say probably early 20s, uh, 22, 23, I really started to consume, uh, you know, um, YouTube. Uh, I really started to read as much as I possibly could. I'm, I still do a little bit more of the audiobook stuff than actual hard copy reading, even though I, I enjoy that as well. Um, but yeah, man, like early 20s, you really start to just just to tune into the things that you know that that you know helped other people, and usually if you can uh, combine a mixture of that knowledge, um, you know, with your own with your own uh, good intuition, uh, you can usually come up with something good, bro. Totally, Christian. One of the things that I noticed right away when I met you and that I admire about you is your ability to communicate and your ability to provide you know exceptional customer service, your ability to you know, deal with angry customers and put out fires, your ability to relay your product via social media and other aspects. I think you're just such a, uh, just an artful communicator. Is that something that you've worked on or is that something that's just come natural as the business has developed and you've developed? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say that that's probably one of my, um, natural born, you know, God gifted, uh, talents for sure. I'm, I've, I've always been a very good communicator. Um, even as a really young child, uh, you know, it might have uh, not materialized in the way that it does now, um, you know, kind of that that stubborn kid in class that would never shut up and, you know, that type of stuff. But um, I've I've always uh, enjoyed just, um, you know, communicating with people, trying to, you know, help people out like genuinely, um, you know, really, really caring, uh, you know, about how people feel and about people's experience. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a consumer, uh, as well, you know, and I, I love a good experience. I love going to have a good meal and, you know, the server is overly friendly and like, I just enjoy, um, you know, being able to be somebody's connection, somebody's hookup, you know, and it's, uh, it's just, it's just rewarding, bro. It does, it does a lot for me. Um, you know, being able to be a good communicator, uh, another expression I, I heard through, uh, you know, seeking new information, um, you know, was that the best form of, of, uh, uh, the best, the best communication or sorry, let me get it right. It's the greatest effect you can have on other people is your communication. So being able to communicate well with other people will, lead you to so many new paths and and open up so many doors for you that are that are just sometimes uh you know just a conversation away and and if you're 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 too uh scared or you're too quiet um you know sometimes you don't get those opportunities so just by being able to uh you know communicate and speak with people it it could really take you a long way for sure do you think that it is a necessity for a business owner, a CEO, um, someone, you know, running employees and uh, customers to get at least a baseline level of communication in order to be successful? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, You know, uh, being able to put out fires, like you said, uh, being able to, you know, walk people through things. uh, It's, it's a challenge that no matter what business you're in, you're going to have to deal with. Um, You know, there's, always going to be somebody upset. There's always going to be somebody that, that needs further explanation. 
Um, there's always going to be those tough cases. And if you can't communicate well with people, if you can't, you know, really, really uh, take the time to understand a different perspective or a different angle, then you're going to have a tough time in business for sure. Absolutely, man. I talk about this a lot because I'm obviously in the profession of sales, but I think, you know, communication is everything, whether it's you wanting to have a successful relationship with your husband or your wife or a successful parent to a child, a successful business owner to the employee or to their client, your ability to communicate to other people effectively and essentially make them like you and trust you so you can add value as long as you have a product or a service or something you're offering that, you know, you're aligned with. I think is one of the most important things out there because, you know, we live in a world with 7 billion people. Yeah. Your your ability to effectively navigate your way through this world is going to highly depend on your ability to handle, deal with, and support other people. And, you know, people, as you know, are irrational, they're emotional, they're hot one day and yeah. hot other. So depending on how good you are at that will typically reflect your income um, in the marketplace. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more for sure. Um I've always, uh, you know, kind of been an advocate for, you know, um, just being able to, to, to help people as best as you possibly can. And, and the other stuff kind of figures itself out because if you can, um, if you can communicate well with people and you can, you know, help people get to what they're looking for, uh, usually there's a, you know, some type of uh, reward at the end of that for sure. hundred percent, man. What was the scaling of dipped, uh, look like from like one employee to four, four to eight, eight to, you know, the, the tons of employees you have right now. What was that process like? Um, that's kind of another one that just uh, slowly happened. Um, you know, as, as there's a demand um, and as you're, you're, you're more in need for people, uh, you know, it just, you, you kind of start to uh, fill the gaps where they are. And, um, you know, slowly but surely it started off with, uh, you know, me and a couple of people who really cared. Uh, and then, it, you know, it grows a little bit wider to, you know, people you don't know and, people that you, uh, you know, are, are hoping, you know, care for your business the way that you do. And it, uh, it happens fast, bro. Um, at least for me, it, it went from, you know, a handful of people, uh, to, you know, 20 plus people and, uh, you know, constantly balancing, um, you know, other people and, and, uh, their emotions. So it's, uh, I really couldn't map out like a good scale for it, dude. It just kind of, it just kind of happened, uh, pretty rapidly it, it, it went from you know four to six six to eight and eight to 20 pretty pretty fast bro it it, it happened uh to me being in the moment kind of seems like overnight but i would say probably in about a year and a half to two years um you know of, of really uh getting your name out there and really you know uh feet on the ground working um in the very beginning we were we were seven days a week for probably the first three four years um, and just that, uh, consistency, um, you know, it, it really did, uh, a lot for, you know, name recognition and, uh, just people knowing, you know, who we were and where we were. And, uh, from that point forward, it, uh, it was a pretty fast paced growth. Um, you know, the 2020 pandemic, uh, it, it really, really brought out a ton of, of people that, you know, weren't really afraid of, you know, economic change that, that were still, you know, enthusiasts about their cars and the car community and more of the, uh, the outdoorsy kinds of stuff and, uh, business, business boomed. Things were great. Um, you know, the economy was uh, pretty good and there was a lot of people that were excited about their vehicles. So, um, I would definitely say that that was a contributing factor to, uh, kind of the more abrupt scaling of the employees for sure. Totally, man. 
I think one of the coolest things about your, your business, Christian, is whenever I'm at the shop, you know, I see, you know, there's so many cars there, so many exotic cars. You got <laughs> Lambos, Ferraris, you know, Rolls. I don't think you've had a Bugatti yet, but I'm sure no, that... No, that'd be sick. That may be... Cool, for sure. You know, maybe we'll get Andrew Tate down here, but... Um, <laughs> I, I think the networking aspect um, of, you know, it's your shop, you're delivering an outstanding, you know, service, you yourself, you know, creates that rapport and that that customer experience. How has the networking aspect with these high caliber people been for you with them bringing your cars in and you being able to obviously create that relationship with them? Man, that that is probably my favorite part about the uh, the job, um, you know, without a doubt. Um, I'm, I'm a people person, man. I love to, uh, make connections from, you know, all different types of facets for sure. Um, you know, I know people from, from all different parts of the world, um, people that are in all different types of businesses, um, you know, people that are from all different types of walks of life. And it's, um, man, it's, it's definitely, um, exciting, bro, to just hear some of the stories and, and see some of the success stories, um, and it's, uh, it's fun networking, bro. Um, even if I wasn't in this particular field uh, or industry, um, I, I would hope to be somewhere where, you know, you get the opportunity to be face to face, uh, and, and, uh, you know, do business with people that, uh, get you excited to do good business. Um, you know, I, I love meeting new people. I love, uh, being somebody's hookup, somebody's, you know, connection. Um, you know, I just, I love taking care of people and, uh, you know, at the bottom of all of it, um, you know, they're the people that kind of, you know, keep the, uh, the energy alive anyways, you know, so it just goes hand in hand, take care of people and they, they typically take care of you. So it's, uh, it's rewarding having the, uh, networking aspect of it. I, I love, uh, closing a deal for, for more than just the financial gain for sure. Totally, man. I think you're a hundred percent a service leader. You know, mm -hmm. you're, 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 you lead with service, whether it's to your customers, whether it's to your employees. And I feel like there's so many people out there when it comes to business that their main focus isn't necessarily the service of helping other people. It's more their own personal gain, which there's nothing wrong right. with, right? Everyone needs to get their bag. Um, but I think the thing that people get mixed up is the money is typically a byproduct of the service. Yeah, correct. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. You know, that's something that, um, it just happens. Uh, my dad always taught me something. He always told me to do more than what you're paid for. You know, usually people uh, appreciate that for what it is anyways. You know, you don't have to be stressing the money. Um, you know, although like you said, that's that's obviously a very important part. Um, but that typically follows being able to, uh, you know, help people out. Yeah, man. Did you have to make some type of adjustment going from, you know, the guy creating the customer experience, you know, making sure the cars got done well to like running the actual business? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been um, an adjustment period for sure. Um, you know, I, I miss more of the, you know, face-to-face uh, -face type stuff, you know, where you can kind of, you know, sit down and spend that, you know, 20, 30, 45 minutes that, you know, some customers may need. Um, so I'm definitely looking to, uh, maybe outsource some of the, the more behind the scenes stuff that I do, um, you know, with the business, uh, you know, running it and, and, you know, the accounting stuff and, you know, all the stuff that comes with, uh, you know, having a business, um, and just be able to focus more on the customer experience because for me, um, you know, being able to provide a, a service for people where, uh, you know, they're excited to come and deal with you. They're excited to come back and see you is more important than uh anything else it's it's by far my favorite part of of what i do uh is is meeting new people um hearing new stories and uh just you know the exciting things that come from uh you know dealing with you know several hundred people a month we, we see quite a few people so it's always uh 
interesting and uh, exciting to see some of the people that uh, that make it through the doors, bro, for sure. Yeah, man. Love that. The shop is always popping when I go in there. Yeah. There's always something yeah. going on. It it's is, a very yes. high energy <laughs> um, is, yeah. environment. It is. Christian, what do you th- what do you think made you blow up, man? You know, there's there's so many people listening to this and, you know, young, hungry entrepreneurs out there in Vegas yeah. and really around the country that, you know, they have a small business, whether, again, it's a digital business, online business, or an actual physical business, but they're not able to go from that startup to, like, actual sustainability, whether it's not enough marketing, you know, not enough service. Like, what was that thing for you that you feel like really made dipped into the household brand name in Vegas as it is today? Bro, one thing, man, one thing, it's it's consistency. I, I never, ever, ever broke character, bro. I didn't care if I was mm. sick. I didn't care if it was raining outside. I didn't care if it was windy outside. Uh, you know, my goal was to help, you know, at least one person a day. Um, at least if I was working on one thing a day and making that, that positive step forward, even if something, you know, came by that day that took me three or four steps back, um, at least I, I had forward momentum and I was doing everything that I could. Um, man, I, I, I kid you not, bro. I've worked through every type of ailment possible, uh, you know, broken bones, not feeling good, um, you know, breakups and, you know, all the things that, that, that slow people down and they find excuses for, um, I stayed consistent and I think, um, you know, and, and I haven't, had a big enough test sample to guarantee it. Um, but I could definitely say in my personal life, um, I think that I could be successful at anything that I am willing to commit myself to a hundred percent. Um, you know, not, not 98%, not, uh, you know, dabble in it here on the side, anything that I'm willing to, you know, fully put my attention to. Um, I know that if I'm willing to see it through long enough that I, I could see a success story out of it. I love what you said, man. You said consistency and never breaking character yeah what does breaking character look like for you or i guess my better the better question is is why do you think people end up compromising their character which will ultimately make them not consistent in what they're trying to accomplish short-term emotion Mm -hmm. um you know short-term emotion is something that's uh that's almost derailed me before um you know being angry being frustrated uh, not seeing the results that you want, um, you know, trials and tribulations, you know, coming at you, uh, you know, friends going against you, um, loved ones leaving you, you know, things like that are, are um, you know, can feel like uh, their world ending, but usually it's a, it's a very short-term emotion um, that you allow to just, you know, fog uh, your, your, your bigger picture, um, you know, kind of it puts a haze over your end goal um, and it, it makes it easier to step away from. So I think, um, you know, keeping that short term, um, you know, emotions under control and in check uh, really, really help you see things through. Um, you know, it's not as it's not as big as you're, you're you're thinking it is, man. Work through it. Yeah, no, I agree 100 percent, man. You know, whenever people in my business are not having a great season of their career or their business, you know, it's not that they're not having a good business. It's something in their life is affecting their business, Correct, you know, because yeah. you bring yourself wherever you go. And chances are, if there's an area of your life that isn't going great, it's probably because there's something out of harmony, out of balance in your personal life that you need to address. Because again, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we create our life, you know, all the good, all the bad, it's our fault. And the people that can take ownership and responsibility can, you know, have the ball in their court in order to create that for themselves. But 
I, I do believe that that is cultivated um, in terms of that emotional intelligence, that stoicism of, again, not sacrificing long-term results for short-term emotion. What things do you do to cultivate that stoic mindset in order to make sure that you can see this thing long through no matter what adversity comes your way? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's kind of something that, that does come pretty natural for me. Um, I definitely, you know, practice it in every aspect of my life. Um, you know, pretty much anything that I'm willing to put any time into, um, I'm willing to, you know, commit myself to. Um, so, you know, for that reason, it's, it's, uh, it's not something I necessarily have to practice or pay attention to because it comes naturally. Um, like I don't, I don't like to, uh, feel incomplete. Like I don't like to feel like I didn't, you know, do something to my full potential. Um, it's definitely a, a characteristic that, uh, I've just gotten so used to doing it's it's habitual. It just it happens. Second nature. Love that, man. Christian, congrats. You just had your first your baby boy, man. I did, that's yes. that's huge, man. It is. Um, it's been awesome. What one of the biggest questions I get, you know, from people are like, how do you stay balanced? You know, you got all this stuff going on. You know, I don't have kids, I don't have a family yet. You know, it's on the it's on the trajectory, but it's not something I have to, you know, deal with right now. You run a super successful business, you know, you got a lot of other things going on, you know, and now, you know, you, you add a, a child to that equation. How do you keep that balance? How do you keep that harmony? How do you continue to be a good father, you know, a good, a good boyfriend and a good leader slash, you know, CEO of your business? Yeah, man. Um, I love that question because it's, it's something I'm kind of right in the middle of, of figuring out now. Um, you know, I've, I've, been a, a workaholic uh, since the day that I, I, I stepped into these shoes. Um, and it's it's really challenging to kind of step back and, and realize, you know, where you're wasting some of your resources, where you could spend them better uh, in other places. Um, you know, and I really, really right now I'm trying to focus on, uh, you know, being the best father that I can be, um, you know, and spending time with my, uh, my child and, uh, you know, having the patience to, um, you know, watch the next chapter of my life unfold instead of, uh, trying to, you know, force things to happen. Um, you know, being a businessman and a CEO and, uh, you know, in the day-to-day -day grind of my business and owner operator, um, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, um, kind of step back and, and let some things happen. Um, and this is definitely one of those moments where, um, you know, I kind of have to, uh, let life happen. Um, you know, I can't rush through these moments. Uh, you know, my, my son is, uh, is, is only a few weeks old. So, you know, it's very, um, you know, important times to be there, uh, to be relevant and, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, help give them some of that, that early on structure and, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's definitely not something that you, you do easily. Uh, you don't just overnight find that balance. Um, you know, it's kind of something that, you know, you, you'll know, you'll know when you hit the sweet spot, um, you know, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll constantly be, uh, you know, searching for that, that, you know, perfect balance. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to achieve. Um, I try right now to spend as much time as I possibly can at home. Uh, but, you know, work does require a lot of me, um, you know, in a handful of hours. So it's, it's, it's a challenge, but, uh, I enjoy it. You know, life is full of challenges and, uh, you know, this really just kind of, uh, added extra fuel to my fire. It definitely, uh, you know, amped me up a bit. Uh, I want to work a little bit smarter, not as, not as hard. 
I want to do things that are a little bit more calculated, not just uh, kind of, you know, thrown into the mix. Um, you know, it's it's really uh, it kind of it gives you a perspective on, um, you know, the bigger picture. It makes you it makes you really, really step back and say, OK, like, you know, what what am I trying to do, you know, in the next few years as opposed to what am I trying to accomplish today or this week, you know, which, you know, both are very important. But um, it's easy to. Uh, you know, tip the scale way too much to the work side uh, by just being too, uh, you know, day to day uh, oriented. So having that uh, that broader picture, um, you know, bringing a kid into the mix definitely makes you uh, forces you to, to realize that. Yeah, man. And we've talked about this before, you know, it's the difference between working in the business and working on the business. Yeah. Early in my career, I was totally only in the business. You know, I was in the muck. I was doing, you know, I was on the field. I was taking the phone calls. I was doing all these things that are important and that, you know, for certain seasons of people's careers in business, you totally need to do. But there needs to come to a point where you go from working in the business all the time to working on the business if you want leverage and if you want to scale because if not you're just going to continue to you know pour your life force and time and energy for money and you're never going to get to a point where you can create that work-life balance in order to spend you know well-deserved time with your family and create a little bit more separation between yourself and the business to get it to where it needs to be yeah. But I think that point is really difficult for people to find because, again, you have put so much time and energy and life force. And a lot of times, sometimes working on the business doesn't actually look like money making activities. It's more mm -hmm. strategy, planning, pivoting, reflection, what went big well. Picture, yeah. yeah, big picture stuff, which is ultimately yeah. the most important, because if your sale isn't set in the right direction, you're going to go into the wrong location really, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and that's a learning lesson that um you know, I've had to definitely learn the hard way uh, by spending too much time, you know, in the business and not on the business for sure. You get stuck in the motions of doing, uh, you know, what you know works, um, you know, but it, that might not be what what's best for the future. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't agree with that more, um, you know, being able to step back and and balance out your time as best as you possibly can. You know, the most highly successful people, you know, that that, that we know um, you know, have the same amount of hours that we do. And, uh, you know, they definitely find a way to be as productive as they possibly can be, um, you know, with the amount of time that they have. So, you know, it's really important to uh, definitely find, um, you know, your balance. Everybody's balance is going to be a little bit different. But uh, being able to, you know, invest time into yourself, invest time into your family and loved ones, um, as well as, uh, you know, working hard at your job is definitely uh, uh an all well-rounded uh, project, something that you gotta you gotta work on consistently for sure. Yeah, man. You've mentioned multiple times, and just knowing you and and seeing your business and from afar, you totally are a workaholic. You pour your your heart and soul into the shop and your vision and your dream and what you want to accomplish. Why? You know, what's what's that vision? What's that end game? What's that thing that, you know, when things are challenging and you have customers yelling at you, you know, and, and your baby's crying mm -hmm. and, you know, you just wish you could stay home and take care of them, but you got stuff you got to take care of. What is that thing that pushes it and makes it all worth it? Purpose, um, you know, uh, working hard and having something to show for your energy uh, is, is all worth it. Um, you know, finding that that, that purpose, uh, for your life, you know, it might not be the same as mine, but for me, it's always been, um, you know, so rewarding to, to directly see a benefit from the amount of energy and effort that you put in. 
So, you know, it's, it's the, it's the achievements, um, you know, that definitely get me out of bed in the morning. Um, you know, in, in the early days, it was the, uh, the vision of the achievements for sure. And, you know, we still have plenty of goals and achievements and, and things that are, uh, you know, on the board, uh, for the to-do list, but it's, um, it's much more reassuring once you can start, you know, knocking them down and, uh, and you realize a system that works. Um, you know, and for me, it's, uh, Right now, you know, it's it's the it's the broader picture. It's the uh, it's the purpose. It's you know why why am I here doing this to myself every day if I don't see you know an exit point? Um, you know, and that that is my current motivation is finding the best way that I could possibly set up what I'm doing to you know run as automated without me as possible. Um, you know, and and still keep my same values uh, and goals in line. I couldn't agree more, man. You know, that question was asked to me a very long time ago. It's like, why do you do what you do? You know, and I think anyone that has, you know, a borderline base of personal development, they've heard, you know, what's your why? You know, why are you doing this? But I think what's not talked about enough is your why evolves as you evolve. Mm -hmm. You know, my why eight years ago is completely different than my why today. It still has some elements and the essence is the same, but it's evolved and it's changed. And I think when people get complacent and they make a little bit of success, you know, that first six figure year, that first quarter million dollar year, they get their dream car, their dream house or their dream lifestyle. And then they slip into complacency because their why and their vision doesn't evolve as they do. Right. What do you think for you has continued to keep that hunger strong, that fire going and that vision crystal clear? Uh, bro, like, like you said, man, your, your, your ideas and your goals, uh, and your vision change. Like, um, you know, every step of the way, you know, you, uh, it's not, you know, always a good thing, but it, it, in for me, at least to this point, um, you know, that, that constant feeling of, of never being content, um, just lights a fire underneath me at, at, at every chance it can, you know, you, you reach a goal, you reach something that, you know, you thought at the moment sounded difficult, uh, or, or even maybe impossible, uh, and then you get to there and it's, uh, it's, it's maybe not all that it's, uh, you know, cracked up to be and you, you're, you're, you're ready to set your sights higher and to something better and something, you know, bigger, whatever that may be. It doesn't always have to be material things, but, um, you know, it just, it changes your course, um, you know, and you're constantly evolving, you know, as you, you grow older, um, you know, for me over the last few years, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I thought were, uh, peak happiness, um, you know, were just, uh, steps in the, uh, you know, the, the, the journey, um, you know, I, now I see maybe not the end goal yet, but, um, I definitely see a bigger picture, you know, coming upon me for sure. Um, you know, and just starting to recognize that, uh, you know, that there's, there's more to life than just, um, you know, financial gain and, uh, you know, financial position, um, and that you really, really want to, you know, leave your mark. You, you want to do something that, you know, that affects people. You want to do something that people, you know, remember, um, you want to create, you want to do things that, you know, make people happy for sure. I couldn't agree more, man. Although though, there's a lot of people probably going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, well, it's easy for him to say, you know, he's got a Eurus, he's got a successful business, you know, he has, he has a lot of money. What advice would you give for those people, those young, hungry entrepreneurs who maybe haven't hit their stride yet? Maybe they've 
tried a couple different businesses and, you know, have failed or they're working a full-time job, but, you know, listening to you, they want to leave that nine to five mentality. What advice would you give those people before they've really hit their first, you know, win in, in business? Yeah, bro. Nobody, nobody can tell you, uh, to not do it. Like you, you got, you, you have to try it out. Like, um, you know, if somebody would have told me, oh man, you'll, you'll change your mind. You won't really care that much or, oh, you won't, I, it, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have resonated with me. Um, you know, I would have felt like it was somebody trying to, you know, uh, throw, you know, a, a wrench in my, in my game for sure. But I think, um, you know, for everybody that hasn't maybe quite accomplished the things that they've set out to do yet, uh, you got to stay steady on that path for sure. Um, you know, and if you're looking to, you know, drop out of the rat race and, you know, do something a little bit more, uh, you know, for yourself, um, you know, I think that there's no better time than now, you know, I think, um, the world will always be full of fear and uh, there will always be naysayers and there will always be people to tell you, you know, you're going to regret it or you're not going to, you know, figure it out or you're going to be, you know, have to move back in with your parents or, you know, whatever people say. Um, that's always going to be there, you know, and if you don't at least take the opportunity, uh, you know, with with, uh, you know, your best effort, because uh, I, I personally don't know anybody that tried hard that, uh that still couldn't figure out a way. Um, you know, anybody that spends enough time searching will definitely find, um, you know, for some people it, it takes longer, but they hit it bigger. Um, for some people it, uh, you know, it's a slow, steady race. Um, you know, and for other people, um, you know, it's just not really what they, they thought it was. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's time for you to, you know, call it quits. It's not, it's not, you know, a lifestyle that really, really suits everybody. You know, you'll, you, you'll know, you'll definitely know. Amen, man. Christian, let's pivot a little bit. I know you and most people know you as the car guy. You yeah. know, you love cars. <laughs> For you sure. Have, you know, you have a Urus outside your house. You know, we were just at the Lambo dealership talking shop. Um, what game could you give to people out there about exotic cars and whether it's they're looking to do it as an investment or they're trying to get into one? You know, what what's some things that you can, you know, give to people about the exotic car game? Yeah, definitely. Um, my case is is a little special. I've always, always been into cars. Um, and lucky enough, I've always been able to kind of move into a car uh, and move out of a vehicle without ever really uh, taking any like major financial loss. Um you know, buying right is definitely important. Um, you know, things are starting to change again where like the cars aren't like crazily, you know, overpriced. So you can buy things for, you know, pretty much what they're worth. If you're buying the right kinds of cars, um, you know, stuff that's desirable or, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, certain rare specs cars that, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, specialty interiors or specialty models, um, you know, numbered vehicles, things like that are always, uh, relatively safe. Um, you know, I, I would never really outside of the last couple of years call a car an investment. Um, but you know, for the most part, if you're moving in and out of the right kinds of cars, um, you can do so relatively cheap. Um, you know, I've always kind of just, um, uh, slowly leveled up. I didn't just start with a Urus or just, you know, decide one day I was making a bunch of money and it was time to go buy a Lambo. Um, it just, it just kind of was a steadily, uh, paced incline where I just, you know, I, I was always a car guy. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, had my, my progression. I went from having a, what did I have? I had a, I had a BMW, I had an M3, uh, and I had a 335. I had both of them at the same time. And, uh, oh, I also had a little E30 BMW classic. I had all three at the same time. 
none of them were crazy expensive, all under $30,000 when I had purchased them. Um, and I was able to move out of all three of those vehicles um, for a relative, you know, to break even, um, you know, uh, position on them. And I moved into, um, you know, I bought a Jaguar. I really, really wanted this Jaguar XJL. That was a, that was a pretty rough purchase. Um, mm. Definitely would not recommend Range Rover or Jaguar for anybody out there. But no Jaguar, guess no Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're 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 known to be a bit problematic. Um, anyways, I had mine for for a handful of months uh, and quickly realized that it was uh, not for me. Took a little bit of a loss on that car, but after that, I moved into. Um, uh, I had a Maserati for a little bit. Um, wasn't a fan of that car either. Definitely wouldn't recommend that one. Um, and then I uh, I did a I eight. Yeah, yeah. You had an I eight too. Yeah, yeah. Sick. yeah I I love that car. That was a great car. Um, that was one uh, where I was able to kind of move in for a pretty good price and move out of it for a, a relatively good price as well, um, where I didn't really lose anything. And I essentially, I think I what it worked out to be is I drove the car around for probably a, close to two years and it maybe cost me about five grand by the time I sold it, you know, not including anything that I did to the car, but the actual, you know, purchase price versus sale price. Um, so, you know, so that was a solid one. Um, great car, great flex for the money for sure. Um, and then from there I went to my first Lambo. I had a Huracan, uh, awesome car, great car at this time, the car market. Um, I had kind of bought it right at the start of COVID. Um, and, uh, the car market really hadn't gone crazy yet. And so by the time I was ready to get rid of it, uh, the car was actually worth about $30,000 more than what I had paid for it. So Sick. that was a, that was a good one. Um, Lamborghini, Ferrari, uh, Rolls Royce, um, and maybe even some, special models of McLaren, stuff like that, um, are almost, I don't want to say, uh, no brainers, but they definitely, if you're in a position to buy one, usually, uh, you can move in and out of them for, for very little, uh, you know, financial loss for sure. You know, like, whereas if you're trying to, you know, move in and out of, uh, you know, a more entry level to mid-level vehicle, you know, there's a lot more, um, depreciation and things like that, that happen to cars, uh, you know, that are more towards the, the middle range for sure. So, um, you know, that was a good little move, um, you know, where I was able to make a couple of bucks. And then, uh, I loved the Urus, bro. My buddy had one, I rented it out in LA and I just fucking like, I knew that was the one for sure. The Urus is sick. Man. It's so sick, dude. Yeah. Now in terms of getting these cars, are you what, like, what's the best way, I guess, to get into an exotic, right? Obviously you have, like, you can go straight to the Lambo dealership. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, try and make a relationship and get it MSRP and wait a year. You can go private party, um, you know, what strategies, I guess, would you recommend for people in that exotic car game? Granted, you're a little bit different of a position. You buy most of them cash, so it makes it yeah. a little bit easier. Um, but is there any strategies you would recommend? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, uh, you know, the internet, use it, use it to your advantage on those situations. There's always tons of private sales for vehicles like those, um, you know, and those are, that's a great way to avoid sales tax. Um, so, you know, if you can find, uh, you know, exactly the same car that you're looking for, maybe just private sale. Uh, I like car gurus, auto trader. Um, I've been on a few of those sites to purchase vehicles, sight unseen, I purchased, a, a few cars like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, you know, takes a handful of hours, you know, you're, you're going to spend some time searching, but, um, I would definitely say, uh, for my personal, 
uh, situations, um, you know, with purchasing, purchasing the vehicle's cash, it's always been better to try and find private sale um, and to try and buy out of state for sure. There's um, there's tons of deals, primarily East Coast. East Coast, I feel like always has better deals for um, for exotics, um, you know, for, for other stuff as well. I bought that I-8 uh, down in, in Florida, Mount Dora, Florida. But uh, just... There's a bunch of uh, of little things that you can do. Um, I would say that the best the best move that you can make though is is avoiding that sales tax. You know, when you're buying a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar vehicle, you know, you're talking about an additional twenty, thirty thousand dollars in in just tax. So you know, if it's not something that you think that you're going to keep for you know the duration of the loan, then um, you know kind of stomaching that twenty to thirty thousand dollars that you know is 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 a loss kind of right off the bat uh, makes it a little bit more difficult so you know if you're you're in the market and you're looking to purchase something like that um, you know finding it maybe even auction I've heard of some of the stuff like that rolling through auctions but um, you know primarily uh, those those kind of uh, platforms where you can find private sale for sure I think that's that's key there you go guys and I, I love what you said about it. You know, you definitely want to level your way up when it comes to yeah. cars. You know, I, I did the same thing, you know, start with a $30,000 car. And as your income and as you, you know, your net worth increases and as you're just at a, a, a higher season of life, you know, it makes it a lot easier to get into one of these cars because you're not having to overextend themselves. I mean, I think a big issue with, uh, you know, flex culture and social media and just our generation in general is people are just trying to overextend because they're seeing people on Instagram with right. these rented Lambos. They're seeing, uh, you know, all these different people in Dubai and stuff like that. But half of the stuff is not even real to begin with. Yeah. And if you fabricated. have to, yeah, it's fabricated. If you have to overextend yourself to get into something that you probably shouldn't do it, but you want to to impress X, Y, and Z, or you want to use it to look cool on the Insta on social media, it's probably not the best move. You know, I've, I've been told that you shouldn't buy a car unless you can buy it cash twice. Um, so it's just something to consider as yeah, well. I couldn't agree with that more for sure. I, there's been no vehicle I've purchased that I didn't, I wasn't able to buy at least twice for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, that's such a goofy game. Uh, you know, when people, you know, completely uh, overstretch themselves to, to, you know, to get a vehicle or jewelry or something of that nature. That's, that's definitely uh one one in the, the rule book of things to not do for yeah. sure. Their eyes aren't on the prize, man. You know, yeah. the eyes, you know, to your point, you know, we don't work this hard to have nice things. Like that's a byproduct. The goal is to create freedom. The goal right. is to create a life that you don't need a vacation for from six Saturdays and one Sunday, make enough money where you can do whatever you want with whoever you want for however long you want. And if you're making decisions along your financial freedom journey that are stalling a year, two years, five years, a decade to that freedom destination, right. then you're really just shooting yourself in the foot or you're just focused on the wrong thing. For sure. Yeah. And, and it's so previous um, in today's culture because of all the stuff you see on social media and all the fabricated, you know, content that's putting putting up there. So I just think it's really important. Stay in your own lane. You know, if, if getting an exotic, getting a nice whip is something that is going to, you know, inspire you and use as a checkpoint on your way, for sure, definitely do right. that. But if it's going to set you back, definitely wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Christian. Um, yeah, man. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know too much about, you know, religion when it when it comes to like what you believe in and stuff like that like myself i you know i was raised jewish um but i'm i don't really practice it i'm definitely spiritual though and i feel like the vibe i get from you and all the conversations 
you know, you don't really, you're not super big into religion, but you're extremely spiritual when it comes to like your, your peace of mind and the terms you use about being grounded, um, and just adding good energy into, you know, the marketplace and into, uh, you know, your, your, your life. How do you think that spirituality has impacted your entrepreneur career? Definitely. You know, there's, there's nothing that's, uh, there's nothing bad that's ever come from, you know, doing right by people. Um, so, you know, it's, it's whether you're spiritual or, uh, you're just, you know, looking to, to, you know, further yourself, um, you know, for your own reasons, uh, you know, just by being a good person, it, it does so much more for you than, you know, just being a shitty, shitty guy or, you know, somebody that, that nobody wants to be around or help out. Um, so, you know, I, I'm definitely, uh, spiritual in the sense that, you know, I, I believe in a higher being that, uh, you know, that, that is just, uh, you know, somebody that kind of oversees all the things that you do, um, you know, somebody that kind of, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, call out on when times get rough, uh, for sure, you know, that stuff, um, you know, that's kind of more of like a personal thing for sure. But, um, you know, I think that there's, uh, there's something to be said about just, just knowing that, uh, you know, by being a good person, you know, you, you can't, that you can't go wrong with it. You, you definitely can, always grow and uh meet new people learn new things and further yourself for sure do you believe in karma yeah without a doubt bro for sure yeah w w whatever goes out uh definitely comes back bro for sure i've been i've been a shitty person before i was a good person for sure yeah no i think we all have man and i think that's the the journey of life you know chances are when your life isn't the way that you want or there's a bunch of negative stuff going on it's typically because you're projecting out into your universe yeah you know if you're vibrating at a low frequency if you're you know out of integrity if you're doing you know certain things that you know you shouldn't be doing but are doing anyway to you know maybe compromise your your values then chances are that energy those circumstances are going to come back to you yeah and it's just so easy to determine where people are in their life based on their circumstances. I think that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, life and entrepreneurship and what we do. It really is a mirror of about everything that's going on internally. Yeah. You know, if you meet someone who's crushing it physically, they have a good relationship, you know, they have a thriving business, they, they give off good energy when you meet them chances are, you know, their inner world is solid. It's on solid foundation and it's typically when your life is out of whack that you typically have to look inwards and make those inner changes, those those inner pivots in order to change the outer world of what's going on. Yeah, bro. One hundred percent, man. That's a uh, that's definitely a, a key factor in, uh, you know, my personal success as well is just, you know, um, trying to trying to do your best to just, uh, you know, be good energy, uh, you know, share that light for somebody else, uh, you know, lend a helping hand where you can, um, you know, it's, it's just, it, it goes so much further than you could, you could imagine for sure. Absolutely, man. Christian, thank you so much, man. I know Absolutely. you're busy. You're one of the few people I know with two phones that are, <laughs> that are getting blown up constantly. Uh, is there any closing remarks, uh, for the show that you'd like to tell the audience? No, bro. Thank you for having me, man. It's a, it's a, it's awesome to get out here and, uh, you know, share a story. I hope it inspires somebody, uh, you know, to be the, the best version of themselves they can be, man, for sure. You're a G man. Where can the audience find you? Uh, find dipped dipped primarily man me who cares about but uh dipped auto works on instagram uh that's that's usually the best platform um but you know everywhere else uh, we got website you know we got facebook and all that good stuff but dipped auto works d-i-p-p-e-d-a-u-t-o-w-o-r-k-s dipped auto works man come and get at us instagram is lit too yes yeah thank you bro content go check that out guys sure. 
Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. Again, if you are looking to add a little bit of spice to your whip and you live in Las Vegas or really anywhere and want to make the trip down here, definitely hit up Christian Dip. They do an amazing Absolutely. job. Guys, till next time, we'll see you. Thank you, bro.